0: World with your host Ned Boy and Doc. Ned, how are you, sir?
1: Everything's good. Just wanted to say uh, thanks for the advice on Unbreakable Kimmy Smith. I've been
0: addicted ever since. Okay, fantastic. That's, that's glad to hear that somebody's enjoying something. Listen, before we get into anything, I got to get something off my chest that's really, really bothering me. This Cardinal, George Pell. This guy is third, third, not 5,000. He's third in command under Pope Francis. Now, everybody has been loving Pope Francis, and I don't have a problem with that. But I have a problem with a guy who sits third in position of power in the Catholic Church hierarchy. Last year, 2016, gets in front of the world talks about the pedophilia problem and how he's going to be the czar of handling this pedophilia problem. And then this very week, he gets arrested for being a rapist, molesting priest himself. I mean, the Catholic Church, and I got no issue with the Catholic Church. I was born and raised Catholic. I'm no longer. But 894 priests have been kicked out of the Catholic Church in the 2000s alone. I mean, this is a pedophile farm. It seems like it's just one after the other. They just replace one. And imagine the priests who have not at all been charged with anything because maybe some little boy or little girl is scared to talk up because this man has such power. I mean, you know, you could tell me better than I know. How long... Father's Day was what, a week or two ago?
1: Yeah, about two weeks ago.
0: Okay. We spend all this time in this world, this society, especially black people, you know, especially, especially black people, where we get on deadbeat fathers. The world has been deadbeat fathers when it comes to children. Children have been abused for centuries, and not many people stand up for the little people. And they have no voice. Think about it. If I was to go and punch a neighbor in the face, that's called assault. You can't beat your wife. You can't beat a coworker. You can't beat a stranger on the train. But we still debate the fact of beating a child. We debate that. We argue that. We argue it on social media. We argue it with each other. I mean, it's even open for discussion. Even the fact that the most defenseless next to the old is open for discussion that you could put hands on them. That sickens me. And and, and this sickens me. When I, when I read thousands of children raped and molested, and, and, and it's not like an outrage. There's no major outrage in this world against something like that. You know, I just had to get that off my chest because it disgusts me, and I'm sick behind it, you know?
1: Yeah, they need to figure something out, but, you know, when it comes to preach, people act like they don't want to say
0: anything. Yeah, but, but, you know, I just thought about that. If you were, if I was running an organization, and you were my number 3,000 in charge down, you know, down the chain, I might not be touching you often. But when you're number three, we're in we're in conversation, especially yeah. when I make you the czar of – so he put – see, this is fucked up for Francis. He put a pedophile in charge of watching out for pedophiles. You know what he's going to do? He's going to turn a blind eye.
1: Yeah, who's the uh, – well, it's like saying if you hire a robber to teach you how not to get robbed,
0: yeah, or here you got you got a thief, but you let the thief count the money every night before you do your bank deposit. Yeah. that thief is gonna find a way for some of that money to get in his pocket. Yep, it's just it's just insane, man. Okay, so we had a we we had a big NBA week, man, a big NBA week. Russ wins the MVP. Are you in agreement with that? No, yeah, I was I was fine with I was fine with that. I mean he. He single handedly
1: took that team to the to the playoffs, which I thought they would even make the playoffs. And he basically the triple doubles was just amazing.
0: Yes. You know what? I pick him over Harding and I pick him over Kawhi. I just like that the fact that Kawhi name is mentioned. I thought Kawhi got screwed out of uh, not winning defensive player of the year. I think he still deserved that over uh Draymond, but mm-hmm. you know what? Golden State, to the victor, Golden Spores, they say, right?
1: Yeah, I would say D'Antoni. Like he said, New York media loving him right now. But D'Antoni was the most hated man in New York. I don't. I, this, is, this is why there's something wrong with the Knicks as an organization because this man went from being – well, he quit basically because your star player had issues with him. And he goes to a team and went coach of the year.
0: Yeah, and you know what? It's basically still Dan Tony. It's still Phoenix band Dan Tony. No defense, just go. Yeah, run. just go. Yeah, yeah. You 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 run the offense. Okay, so we talk about Dan Tony, which means we now have to talk about his new player, Mr. Chris Paul, C P three, is joining those same rockets. Now, I'm gonna tell you now, this is if he'll really earn the coach of the year if he could figure out How the hell do you play two point guards? Yeah, it's go. I mean, Harden should be used to it because he played with
1: Westbrook, but he was a six man. Yeah, that that ain't Harden. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not disheartened. But I mean, I would think Chris Paul would
0: run point, and Harden would run shooting guard. Yeah. Now let's think about it. Harden actually led the league in assists this year. He had, Harden has the ball in his hand. It's Matter of fact, other than Russell Westbrook, I don't think anybody, the top three guys have to be LeBron, LeBron, Harden, and Russell. They have the ball in their hand the most. Anybody else in the league? And then number four or five is Chris Paul. So um, it's going to, you know, people are going crazy about how much the Rockets have gotten better, but they lost their bench. Yeah. You lost Beverly, and you lost Lou Williams. I mean, how do you replace – Lou Williams was up for six-man of the year. Beverly's one of the hardest defenders in the league, so I don't really know how they got tremendously better because I don't bank on Chris Paul. Chris Paul's never won shit, so I don't, you know, I don't bake him up too much. And okay, well to keep going with the NBA motif, Phil Jackson, and I would love to have really read the papers in New York. Phil Jackson, nah 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 nah, hey hey, goodbye.
1: Yeah, I I, I would like to say though, uh, they someone John Sally said something on first take that I I kind of agreed with. He said when Jackson first came in. He wanted to bring um, Steve Kerr as the coach of the Knicks. Dolan said no because he didn't want to pay Steve Kerr five million dollars. He wanted to pay him four million dollars. So then they brought in who was the Knicks first coach? Derek Fisher.
0: Fisher. Who they paid five million?
1: Who they paid five million? <laughs> so John Sally was like Kerr. Then go signs with Golden State and it brings home two more rings. So he said maybe if they would the guy at maybe he would have been able to bring the team together. As people say that uh, Fisher and the other guy couldn't bring
0: the team together. You know what? Phil Jackson, it, I'm going to say still because of his resume, the greatest coach of my generation. Sorry, Pop. I love you, but I got to go with the guy 11 over 5. Phil Jackson didn't seem to ever really want to do this job. But I'm not going to hold Phil Jackson uh, completely to the fire on this. There's a sickness. There's a cancer, an illness. You can call it diabetes, cancer, and a whole bunch of other shit. It's a, 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 They have like a herpes at the garden. And his name is Dolan. And as long yeah. as that's there, the Knicks are the Knicks. The Knicks didn't get horrible when Phil Jackson came to town. The Knicks were horrible pre-Jackson to come into town. Yep. Okay, they had a year there where they won like fifty some games, and they might have—they might have actually won a couple of playoff games, and that's about it. They were no threat to win anything with Stoudemire and and Melo. You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So now we have Monday Night Raw. And Lavar Ball and boys show up, and I'm not bad at Lavar. You know, WWE's had worse people show up and act a fool, but it. You know what? His son not being smart enough not to know to say nigger on national TV is kind of shocking. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was beyond crazy. I mean. These boys got cameras in their face all the time. They know what is and what isn't. That's not something that you have to even be told. I don't think they have to tell the Irish person that goes on television, don't drop the N-word. It's just like a known thing. You just don't do that. Yeah,
1: they're, they're, I mean, it's
0: common common
1: sense. But then again, I know that sometimes people get caught up in uh, everything that's going around them. And what happens is you say what you're accustomed to saying. I don't know if you ever saw the clip of uh when uh Booker T dropped the word in one of his uh, monologues in his WCW
0: days. You know what? That was one of the, the greatest ever. And especially since he was talking about Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> and it, just, it made it knew, no sense. He was talking about i seen that. He was talking about Hulk Hogan. And it just flew off. You know what it was? That was like Booker was just talking to his brother Behind the curtain, and you're right, they went back to the same vernacular that they always use, and it just flew. When he practiced it, he probably used the word. Yeah, and you know, and he got caught up. So, <laughs> I can dig it. I'm, I, I, so, what I did this week, I actually watched both shows, Raw and SmackDown. And this week, I'm gonna say that the lady stole both shows.
1: Okay, I saw the end of the Raw. I didn't, haven't seen SmackDown.
0: A SmackDown, the, uh, the, the Money in the, money bank, in the bank ladder bank. match is all you need to see. The lady stole the show. And I'm going to give them credit for one thing. Carmella and this fucking James Ellsworth, they are gold. Gold. Oh. <laughs> they are gold. She plays that Staten Island prince, princess, and he's the goofy dude, but you love to hate him. You don't hate hate him. You like how oh, you kind of like to hate him. So perfect, especially when he told like uh, Brian Daniels or Daniel Bryan,son whatever the hell his name is. He said you probably faked your injury because you wanted to just get the hell out of here. <laughs> and I thought the WWE actually dropped the bomb Monday night. They had a chance to do something. A lot of times in life, you don't get to do correct a mistake. They could have rec- corrected the mistake with Cass and Enzo. No, oh, yeah. And they had it. The crowd was actually with it. They were like no harm, no foul, we'll move on. And then the WWE really dug the grave deeper by then repeating the same mistake again. Because now what the fuck do you do with Enzo and what do you really do with Cass? I think McMahon
1: sees this, this has been going back to early WWF days. McMahon sees a seven-foot guy built well that can move and automatically thinks single star. So I have to push this
0: guy to the moon. Yeah, but you got other, you know, you already got, he doesn't have the, you know, Cass, if anything, would be a test today. You know, the good-looking blonde guy doesn't look mean or evil. When you got the other guy who looks mean and evil already, which is Strowman. Yep. And you got Brock, and you got uh, Samoa Joe. So who the hell is this guy supposed to, you know, get out of position? Who is he supposed yeah, I mean, to knock out of position? The,
1: they probably don't go the, the Strowman role where it takes a year to build them up. But my thing is you just killed the tag team that you never gave the tag team titles to, that the fans was loving.
0: I and don't they know why I was
1: loving them, but you just broke up a tag team that the fans loved and their merchandising was out of this world.
0: Hold on. But you have the answer. You just haven't thought about it. I'm gonna help you with the answer. You've been at WWE events with your child. Yeah. Your child is the one who gets you to spend your work money on shit that's WWE related. Oh yeah. That's 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 where the goal is.
1: Yeah, and then and, you just took the guy who the kids love, which is the little guy, and he's probably gonna get demolished by the seven foot guy, and now you have to find some place for this little guy to go.
0: Exactly. So now all of a sudden that little wig stops selling? Yeah. You know, he
1: may be the best talker on the mic
0: like freestyle talker since the rock left okay so but here we got a problem this ain't the 1990s or the 1980s where you got managers just running around left and right what you you just that's the the gorilla in the room what yeah unless you put them
1: in a new day style tag team
0: right okay so now you got to do something like that and see but sometimes you don't kill the the you know the bird that's laying the golden eggs He's laying yep. there, and leave him alone. Cash can live with being his partner. Yeah, it's now, like
1: in the 80s. They didn't just go in and break up the Rockers. They let it build, assess fester, and then they broke them up.
0: Yeah, because by then, Jannetty, uh, by the time they ended that that tag team, Jannetty was shit anyway. You already knew who was what and who was what. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, maybe they're trying to put him in the cruiserweight division. I don't know. Well, see, you know what? I have not seen him enough in NXT and stuff. To see his his body of work, because I was down, I was down on Sasha Banks, but I thought that Sasha Banks and the big girl Nia Jack they worked yeah. well together. Yeah, they could.
1: That's what one thing I've noticed. I've always saw that Sasha has worked well with a couple of the other women, but I watched other matches with some women. Like I watched Carmella and I think Natalia. It, it didn't. Was it no more Carmela and Nikki? It didn't work well together to me.
0: You know. It's like
1: sometimes you get gold, and then other times you just get a goose egg. Yeah, well, that's true. That's, like, that's... Sasha and Charlotte, to me, it's always worked well
0: together. Yeah, and from what I hear, they're giving barely a break for a while. Even yeah, though she just now. came up, but they're giving her a break. And you know what? Charlotte works hard, man. I mean, God damn, that girl works hard. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you now, I am not. I love wrestling. I always have. But I am not what you call a wrestling match lover. I like the pageantry. I like the talking. I like all the shit that goes around. I'd rather watch two hours of interviews and then a 37 match, 32nd match. Yeah, but, there's some people I could watch maybe like an Iron Man match with. But I actually watched that whole – money in the bank, and the shit was enjoyable from beginning to end. And that's not usually me, but I really did enjoy that. You know? Yeah. Okay, today, well, I forget what today is. Z, 444 have you got a chance to listen to anything on that yet?
1: Yeah, I'm listening, and I know we're going to disagree on this one.
0: Okay, I I don't know how I should do this. I don't know if I should go through song by song or I could just briefly tell you what I felt about the whole album.
1: Uh, sure, you can go with the whole album. Also okay.
0: my song, but you can say which ones you like or did like. Okay, I'm going to tell you. It's 10 tracks, 10 tracks on the album. The story of O.J., I found that all right, but that reminded me of a poem. It felt like poetry to me. Like something I was seeing in a slam club. Uh, no, okay, no family. No, no. Bam with Junior Gong was to me the best song in the whole fucking album.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed that, but to me that was like that sounds like a a single song. I I felt like this album was more like a a J Cole type album. You
0: they're know giving what? you,
1: you no know, radio hits.
0: Yeah, I I would like. I would love to be able to right now, get my wife to verify this. And it's exactly what I said earlier. And see but you say, J Cole, for one reason, I say J Cole for another reason. J Cole's last album. I loved mm-hmm. that was to me, his first, like just hip hop album. Like G O M D is a song. I still rock today. Yeah. I-, I love that. Now, what I consider this a J Cole album is this is one of those albums for potheads.
1: Yeah, I said the same thing. Is you you can sit back, smoke smoke what you need, smoke and listen to the album. Right, it's one like a Kendrick type thing
0: you want right to hear. Now. You want to hear the metaphors and to me, I hate albums like this. So I say I'm gonna, I would say my scale is five. I'm just, I'm not even gonna go to ten. Scale of five, this shit is a one and a half album because. There is not other than the Damon Marley one, bam, there is or is that no nothing going
1: on there There's no party tracks, there's no right.
0: there are no beats on this whole entire Yeah,
1: it's, it's like a, a unfiltered, censored uh, just chill out album and shake your head. Listen right. to why you're driving.
0: If you, if you want Jay to tell you some stories, some insight, then this is an album for you. I have no beef with that. Me, my wife was asking me, she was like, Are you giving this enough, you know, giving this album enough chance? And I was like, Yes, I am. I said, If I if say a song is two and four minutes, I listen to the first two and a half minutes and I will tap my foot one time or blah, 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 then that means this is not my. I like music that makes my ass move. Don't make me think. I could think on my own. You know, I really don't need to hear you tell me a story about your boy just because he's short. He can leap real high and dunk on everybody. I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. You know? So, and I don't want to hear, uh, you don't have to tell me what happened between you, Solange and Beyonce, if you cheated or if you didn't cheat, unless you're making me move. I mean, because the other day in my car, I, I, I got a Walkman. I use my Walkman instead of satellite radio now and not the Walkman that you think of. These are the modern day digital Walkmans. Shit's awesome. I brought it. I love it. And so I went through about seven or eight Jay songs, I guess for some reason I got into a Jay Z uh, shuffle and uh, man, some of these songs I was like, damn, Otis was great. You know, I like some stuff on that last album. No church in the uh. The one with him and Kanye. Yeah, that man, I love that. Oh, Watch the Throne, Watch the Throne, Watch the Throne was, and the beats on Watch the Throne were out of this world. Shit, Otis makes you dance before you even hear them say a word. When Otis opens his mouth, you'd be like, "Okay, man, this is," but there's nothing like that on this album. So, somebody described this album as. You had the blueprint when Jay was a young man and he was telling that story. This is the blueprint as Jay damn near a billionaire telling this story.
1: Yeah. I did appreciate he's like how many billionaires too I wouldn't drink Belvedere if Puffs has to rock. felt like that. You know like he, that kinda makes sense. It's not like you're gonna shit on him because he's your rival in bank account.
0: Or or as he said. I mean I'm I'm He's gonna have some slick metaphors. He he said one line and it caught me and I was wasn't really paying attention and then it kinda of punched me. He said, uh, there ain't no ugly billionaires. And I oh, said, yeah. You know what, Jay, you ain't lying, motherfucker. You got a billion dollars. You a handsome, pretty motherfucker. Yep. You know what I mean? Now yep. the story of Whenever OJ line, I like that. <laughs> Black and ugly as ever? Oh, see, that's when you broke. you black and ugly as a motherfucker when you broke you ever know i mean let's be honest you've seen actors and actresses and singers when they first came out you're like that person's busted you see them about three you know some success later you'd be like where that handsome motherfucker come where that (laughs) good-looking lady come from you know yeah uh you know what come to think of people whose looks have changed over the years and i'm really pissed at this Venus Williams, early this month, she got into some kind of car crash. And the old man died yesterday. Yeah. Now, this is my personal feelings on it. I would not be in Wimbledon right now playing no fucking tennis if that was me. I couldn't do it. You know, it's a 78-year-old, man. When they crash into you and they get a head injury, anything can you, – you've you got to be thinking that anything can happen. And that's why it didn't take them, it didn't take this family but a day to sue her.
1: Yeah, but their lawyer was actually on TV this morning. He said the only reason they brought the lawsuit was because
0: the cops wouldn't
1: give over um, any of the videos and stuff like that.
0: Hmm. Well, they did say that Venus, uh, supposedly the police are finding her at fault. I mean, they're not a court of law.
1: Yeah, they said that she, um, from what they said this morning, they said that her light was green. But she stopped. She couldn't go fully through, so she stopped in the intersection. And and once the intersection cleared out, she went. But she didn't. She was already ahead of the light, so she didn't. I guess she didn't know that her light had turned red at this point.
0: Because now she can't even see. She's underneath it, or yeah.
1: So the guy on the other side had to right away and crash into her vehicle.
0: Yeah, and then he winds up, like I said, two weeks well, I'm, later. I'm
1: saying, why don't you just stay in the middle intersection? And then, but then I'm like, damn, well, maybe you didn't see the light, and the other car was still parked.
0: Yeah, you know what? This I'm
1: always careful when I'm stuck in the intersection on, on – like yesterday, I got stuck in the intersection trying to cross 9th nice Avenue. I'm always careful. I inch out. And they said she was only going five miles an hour.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Somebody else crashes into you at 4550. Yeah. And that's where the uh, collision happens. Yeah, but that's why
1: there's no uh, criminal charges.
0: Me personally, I would pray to get caught in the intersection at fucking Ninth Avenue. Because I got some of these 12 fucking lanes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And think about it. You got a 12-laner. But there's a stoplight at the corner. And there's just one up towards, and I was just there, what, two days ago? And shit almost happened to me. I got green, I got green, I got green, and I'm getting ready to hit this green to make it across. Okay, so let's see. Four mines, four going, four on the other side, four turning. We're talking about like 16 lanes. And I almost hit it. Where I was in dead in the middle of this thing at yellow and these people don't seem to wait. It would have been like as I'm trying to make it across the green, they I I go red, they get green and they take off. Yeah. All the time. Because this shit leads into US seventy. So this is legitimately the interstate. This is the highway. It just so happened. That here, every couple of blocks on the highway, we we'll get a light until you get the clearness. And then you'll get miles of nothing but no, you'd never see a light again. Yep. But because you're going through town here. And I every time I get to that corner, I'd be like, I'd be almost and I ain't a praying guy, but I'd be like, please like fucking change. I'd rather you go to red before I get halfway through this fucking thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and now I gotta hit my accelerator and do like eighty to get across. And with my luck, Kyle would be like, You're a speed, my friend. You no. Know, I was trying to live.
1: Yeah, you know, all the time. It, I it literally took me almost a half an hour to get out of fifty between ninth and tenth. Ninth well, Avenue they kept blocking the um they kept blocking the intersection of 50th Street. So we could never get, every time the lights are green, the cars in the 50th Street couldn't go past 9th Avenue. Mm. Is, I hate traffic. It is the most annoying thing in the world. Do you drive to work or do you take the train? No, I take the subway. Um, I'm not paying to park down here.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, the parking, I would figure the parking per month, easily over $300, 400 Yeah. And that's definitely. if you got a monthly.
1: And You know what's crazy? I have a friend that lives in Midtown. And they pay in Midtown between five hundred to six hundred dollars to park their vehicle.
0: Yeah, because some think about it. Sometimes you have nowhere in the street to park.
1: But you, I will, I will move my car up further uptown. I'm not paying double my car note just to store my vehicle. That, I think that makes no sense. That's crazy. Unless you're making a million dollars, that's insane.
0: Yeah, but you know what? I, and I, I can relate to that. Like I'm coming when I come to Brooklyn. I'm coming to Brooklyn in August, right? And I'm renting a car, and I already found out where I'm staying is forty fucking three dollars a night to park. Oh damn. <laughs> forty three dollars a night. So I was going to rent a car for three days, but I'm like, I'm not giving somebody a hundred and twenty bucks plus to rent a car in New York is off the fucking chain. Yeah, off the I, chain. Yeah. See, I'm not driving a car. I'm so used to being in an SUV. I like sitting up. I'm short. I like to be able to see. So, I've rented cars before. It's not a comfortable situation for me. I like SUVs. So you figure hundred and fifty dollars per night for the SUV. Now forty three dollars. So in other words, two hundred dollars a day just so I don't have to be on a train. You know what? <laughs> I just need to take. I just need the car for one day to take care. Like my business that I'm really coming to the city for, like pick up those things that I can't get nowhere else but New York yeah. the other days fuck that i'm I, even if I have to take a cab, I'll take a cab or I'll get on the train. I' rode the trains for decades. I ain't scared to get on them now, but see one There's day i got to, people
1: that hate taking the subway i I don't like taking the subway I don't plan I really don't take the subway at night. Um, but that's not because I'm scared of anything. It's because they take like 30 minutes
0: to come. Well, me, and I don't want to wait. Me personally, I lived in New York most of my life. Let's say well over 40 some odd years. I worked in Manhattan. I have never worked in Brooklyn in my life. I've worked in Manhattan from Wall Street up to 73rd Street. Do you know that I've always found back in the days ways to take the bus? I've always in my entire life hated being underneath those tunnels. I would get up, I remember I had a job on sixty eighth street. I used to get up at five o'clock in the morning to get to work at nine, leave my house at six thirty, and take a train to Chinatown, I mean a bus to Chinatown and from Chinatown to sixty eighth. So I figured if I lived in Manhattan, I would never have ever rolled a train. Because I always have time to spare. I'm not one of those people that just barely get somewhere.
1: Yeah, I'm. I hate the bus though.
0: See, <laughs> the I don't bus mind. in
1: this traffic is just too slow. Uh,
0: that would kill me. See, me, I would need like a ton of movies on my phone. Me, I got my music. I got my phone, uh, my Walkman, or whatever, man. And I would be up there, and I could see. I could you know, because I've been trapped. I have been trapped in trains. For in excess of two hours. Ain't nothing like being trapped in that fucking car with those strangers for two hours. Do that 42 times in your life. You know? Yep. And somebody at the end stink like a motherfucker. This one, I gotta piss, people getting angry. I mean, I've been on a train one time where we got stuck for so long that they had to walk us through the tracks.
1: <laughs> that just happened in Manhattan. The a, a, a train derailed and they had to walk them uh, through the tracks.
0: I was like, damn, man, I got shine shoes and cuffs getting fucked up. I'm worried about the rats running over my feet. Oh, everybody just stay close. So we'll get, I'm like, I'm walking through the fuck. I paid for this bullshit. And at the end, you don't even give us like a free card for like, here's a daily pass for a day. <laughs> you know? Mother That's a, I have
1: to tell a friend here, because we've been having, they just, I think our governor just uh, issued the state of emergency for the MTA. For what? Uh, to, to, we, first off, the Long Island Railroad has been uh, crazy at least, I want to say, 10 times a month. As far as the, the, uh, it's the old infrastructure in Penn Station, the hmm. track problems. Uh we have people coming to work three four hours late couple of days because they can't get in the train they're stuck on the train um m t a's been having issues like i said they just had a derailment uh on the a line they um a couple of weeks ago they have been having that serious delay issues, so he had to issue a um state of emergency for the m t a it's just been it, it's been a shit system and uh, I mean, I'm not complaining about the MTA because it costs me two seventy five. The people that live in Long Island that's paying like three, four hundred dollars a month to go home, back and forth from home to work and they can't get home, that to me that's insane. I'm I'm not why am I giving you three, four hundred dollars for a ticket and I, it
0: takes me three, four hours to get home? Yeah, and you know what? We're talking a has to be a billion dollar system. Yeah. And money flows into it every single day. You would think there are probably just a several hundred thousand people in New York alone who every two weeks, once a month or whatever, out of their paycheck, automatically their fare goes out of their pocket, right off their check. Because I've always used that uh you know, that uh that system for my job where you can pay for you get your monthly. Yeah. And I said, fuck it, man. I'd rather you take it out of my paycheck. Just give me my my, my ticket. Matter of fact, they mail the shit to you. It, or when I last left New York, they didn't even have to mail it to you. They would just put it on your card. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they take, they take it out of your pay. It'd be on your card, and boom. The card works every time. Boom, 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 boom. You'd be like, okay. So you never have to worry about paying your fare. You know, you don't you don't have to be that buddy that asshole buddy, because we all had one of those. Hey man, could you loan me a couple of dollars so I can get to work? I I ain't got my, you know, I ain't got no metro card money.
1: Yeah, you ain't got money to get to work. Just uh, kill yourself. Cause...
0: Oh yeah, but but you know he'll tell you I get paid in two days.
1: I just not to care get to the when office. You paid. When you get your money, well, uh, how does this go? When you get paid the one thing you need to know is you need to pay rent and you need to get the work. So those two items should be taken care of. Skip a fucking meal. You should have money. I'm not giving you money to get the work.
0: Yeah. You're supposed to. Well, if you got I have no never, I've to been stay. working
1: since 16 years old. I've never been a day where I said, I don't have no money to get the work. There's been days I left my wallet home and got to the train station. It was like, shit, how many on this train? There's never been a day where I had to say, hey, call someone. Can you loan me five fifty so I can get the work?
0: Hmm. That's the thing. You've got to have a drug habit. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? People got all kinds of habits. And <laughs> I I had a buddy once. Me and him were good friends, and we became not good friends over this. I had got, like, I mean, this is way back in the day, you know, when people got shit credit cards. But I got a big credit card for that day, you know, this early, early 80s. I had a car, like, I think they gave me like 15 grand, and I did the stupidest fucking thing you could ever do. Actually said, you know, because I guess someone's showing off, and I'm not that type of person anymore. Oh, no, look at this. You motherfuckers gave me $15,000 credit limit. I mean, this is a day where you're only making 24000 a year. So somebody give you $15,000, you are like, oh, man, I must be somebody. I tell this bastard, he said, oh, we go back a long time, right? He's like, I, "I really want this jacket." Well, how much is the jacket? Good, good buddy, we worked together for years. I loved him like a brother. Seven hundred and twenty dollars. I was like, "Fuck you, <laughs> seven hundred and twenty dollars." He had to have this Pele Pele jacket, and I was like, "Where are you even wearing it? I just need it. It kind of matches what I, my the interior of my car." And I was like, "You out of your motherfucking mind? I'm supposed." Come on, man, I've done things for you. I was like, you haven't done seven hundred and twenty dollars worth of shit for me.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't let people do seven hundred and twenty dollars worth of shit because that's when they throw stuff like this back up at you. Oh, you you're not gonna charge it? I'll pay you back. You know I will. I was like, no. You know, me and him really never talk after that.
1: <laughs> that's a fake. I mean, you know People, people are crazy.
0: Yeah, seven hundred and twenty dollars in twenty seventeen is not seven hundred and twenty dollars in 1983 it is a difference
1: yeah i don't i don't understand people these days
0: you know it's a difference now we are putting our world on youtube that's our home youtube now i'm i'm looking at this fucking story a couple of days ago female shoots her boyfriend while he holds a book up in front of his chest to oh, try yeah. to get subscribers. These fucking people are out of control, man. Everyone wanted to be internet famous. But you know what? I, when I looked at their site, I'm figuring they already was carrying 190, 300, 400,000 subscribers. They had less than 300. Could you imagine what she would have been doing as a stunt once they had subscribers? Yep. Now, this young man... what yeah, the this,
1: funny thing was, they said it was his idea. And he kept pressuring her, and she kept saying no. And then finally, she gave in and said, she'll do it.
0: Yeah, but uh, now... People
1: watch so many fucking movies. Do You think a book gonna stop a bullet?
0: Yeah, but yeah, she's right. Marble is Marble. That shit ain't real. Now, on top of it, she's pregnant with his second child. So daddy's dead. She's pregnant. She could end up in the penitentiary. I don't know what that state's gonna do, to her because you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't even know how hard you want to really prosecute this young woman.
1: Yeah, and, I think her jail time is happening already. He's dead. That that that's punishment. She killed him. That's punishment. technically, that's punishment enough.
0: Right, unless, like my wife told me, that she's so sophisticated. This was her fucking way to get rid of him. <laughs> you know, like. Unless she told, unless somebody could say, but if everybody can confirm that they were really a loving couple and that this was a stunt that went bad because YouTube is full of assholes that's asking one to be hurt by strangers because they pull the stupid stunts. I mean, you had the white guys about two years ago that was doing all those fucked up stunts to black people in Brooklyn. Yeah. And I was surprised nobody didn't murder them. So it's just a matter of time before more YouTube stunts cause casualties.
1: Yeah, have you seen the ones that the kids go up to, like, the real tall buildings and do handstands or jump from ledge to ledge? I am waiting for one day where they miss. Uh, you know what? Cause it's bound to happen. Too many people are doing it.
0: Yes, uh, I, I have seen those. And I'm going to tell you now, that they disgust me and they disturb me because I value life so much and they seem to be telling life you can go fuck yourself like they got another one in their pocket.
1: Yeah, I don't understand these people. Like You're going to go up and then their mom will be on the news like, oh, he was such a good kid. He wouldn't do anything like that. Meanwhile, there's a thousand videos of him jumping from one ledge to another on a building that's like a hundred stories. It yeah, could yeah, be a, bro- the a, a gust of wind.
0: Yeah, it could be a gust of wind that take you out. You know what? It could be, you're right, a gust of wind, or here's the crime. We've all got caught with this one. Your fucking shoestring betray you and get underneath your goddamn shoe. Yep. You know, it's it's, it's it, we're insane. It's a, Anything happen You can land and, and, and twist an ankle and fall backwards. And a lot of those diving off of roofs into pools. Oh, yeah. That seems yeah. to be a very popular one, too.
1: Yeah, those all funny games that you miss.
0: Yes. As a matter of fact, I seen a girl the other day. I guess they were floating this one around my Facebook. She jumps for it's, – it's a pool that has, like, a ledge on one side and a ledge on another one. She's a thick mama. She does not look like the most athletic girl. And she didn't make it. And she caught herself, like, say, right under the breast? Mm-hmm. That shit is semen, man. She, she probably looked like a sea lion. <laughs> oh man. I mean the pain. i you know, I felt for her. But you know, it's um me and my buddies, we did a lot of wild and crazy shit, but we wasn't what you call dead devils.
1: Yeah, I did some crazy stuff looking back, but after a while I was like, Oh fucking, I wanna live. It was one time where I would say I went to do a flip into the ocean. I was on the sand and I went to do a flip and the wave left and I landed on the sand let's <laughs> took, took, just say I saw my I saw my soul leave my body <laughs>
0: oh man see that sounds painful I mean you know I come from the days uh, where the guys did the bus surfing oh
1: yeah yeah I but remember, you know I what I, I lost one, yeah. two
0: kids in my school to that because when you let go of that motherfucker you don't know which way you're gonna fall and what's the, yeah. right behind that bus and they both got hit you yeah. know it's like Man. the people who also
1: used to surf the bus and they used to ride the elevator, uh, top of the elevator.
0: See, you couldn't get there were certain things that I was always a smart enough child to g- tell you go fuck yourself. Yeah. I, I never had that problem. I had a buddy of mine who told me something long time ago, and I make it kind of like my motif for life. He said, Find your position, play your position, and if you play your position, You'll never be out of pocket. So I said, what the fuck does that mean? He said, "He said the thug is going to thug. That's who he is, right? The cool guy is going to be the cool guy. The cool guy ain't never out of position until he starts being the thug. And then when he crosses over into that world and they spank his ass, he's fucked up. You know, if you're the jokester, be the jokester. You're not the ass kicker. When you start thinking that you go from jokester to ass kicker and you get your ass kicked repeatedly, it's whose fault? It's only your fault. So you play your position. I wasn't the guy who was free and easy with anything and everything. It didn't feel comfortable to me. I had no friend in the world that I didn't mind losing by telling them, you can go fuck yourself right now. But people are so scared to be told, lose my number, that they go, they do anything.
1: Hey, you I know? just told the story last week of my mom and my two aunts deleting me on Facebook.
0: Have they taken you back?
1: Hell no, I ain't sucking them back if they send me a request. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, they deleted me for petty stuff. So I ain't got time for that.
0: Yeah. Well, you're a grown-ass man. You'll follow yourself. Okay, <laughs> so let's talk about something real uh not funny at all. Fucking Florida. Cops stop a young guy. And I got to say this cop's name. Sheriff J.S. Bolin. He's, okay, we all heard of driving while black. But now we can't walk while black. We can't fucking walk while black. He, mm-hmm. I threatened a dude with jail over fucking a jaywalker. Yeah, that's insane. And it didn't went on too long. He was too threatening. I mean, did it, how the fuck does he sleep at night saying, you know, I'm going so hardcore on these young black guys. And all they did was cross the fucking street. And then, you know, what what makes the situation even worse, Ned, because it could happen to you, me or you, it always starts the same way. Other people outside of blacks a lot don't understand this. You always start off with one cop car. And before it's over, it's always three or four fucking cop cars.
1: All the time.
0: And see, here's the thing. It might not be that initial one or two guys, but by the time it's five or six of them standing there, man, everybody's looking at every movement you make from your foot to your hand to, you know, and it could go, it could, it turn bad real quick. Could you imagine fucking guy jaywalking three cop cars?
1: Yeah, I don't understand how these people. I don't know. How, I don't know what's wrong with people. It's,
0: it's that actually... shit. I don't no, know why I ringing. But it's that shit that has been bubbling down on the campaign trail. Now we've gone over two years. Now it done bled into society. It's in people's bloodstreams. They can't even help it. It's a. It's viral. You talking about shit that's viral? This hate, this new form of like racism, this shit is viral. It is it's everywhere. Even if it's subtle, it's fucking almost everywhere. Think about it. You used a word, and I want to talk about this before we wrap up for sure. A couple of weeks ago. Cold word. I fear for my life. Now we had a cop earlier well late last week or early this week. Black cop comes outside to help some white officers, but he's undercover and he's not in his uniform. Most of the cops there recognized him. One white cop didn't recognize him and automatically fired on him. His excuse. I feared it for my life. This is one of their own. Yep. I see for my life. You know, now I'm going to probably miss some, but we understand that there's certain cold words. Right now, if you're male and you're black, and you get into any kind of confrontation with a police, and they need to speak to a superior, they need to speak to the media because they did you something, it's going to be a couple of words that they're going to say. Fear for my life. He was thug. Yep. He might have been gang related. He seemed to have some kind of urban or ghetto mannerisms, and the neighborhood that I'm in patrolling is real sketchy, real sketchy and urban. Meaning, you know what? I'm just letting everybody know. You don't even need to see the the, the person that we shot picture. You know, you're talking about a black guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and it disgusts me. I mean. It, it it is is very sad. Net, we are. How does it feel to be among the scariest people? Your college educated, graduated ass feel to be among the scariest people walking the entire planet. Yeah, I I don't know,
1: man. It's it's like we always end up at this point somewhere. in it's like every week you hear a new story.
0: Yeah, but we, no matter, and that that, that, that takes me back to Jay's album, and that's that one song, the story of O.J. The reason I like it, even though it sounds very poet, like poetry, like a slam poem or something, is the words. He basically, in a nutshell, said, I don't give a damn if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're a millionaire, a billionaire the president, you're still a nigger. And unfortunately, you would think that we would finally be the generation that said goodbye to all this shit. And it seemed like it came back with a vengeance. You know what? It's it's a falsehood that black men want to be angry. But if we are not angry at some of the shit that is going on, then what are we? You gotta have a certain degree of anger about injustice. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it comes down to it. Like, this is why I say it's not just a. If if you're white and you see this issue and is and you know it's injustice, then you should step up. If you a so called good cop and you see this issue, you should step up and call out the bad cops. Then it won't be an issue if you get other form of police officers say. That's not right. But they have
0: this blue wall of silence that makes the problem worse. And cowardice-ass juries. Here's how we stop. It's the simplest way in the world to stop police brutality, period, point blank. Them stepping over the line. They got to go to fucking jail. If they go to jail, they will stop the nonsense. Simple as that. I
1: said, as I've been around, the only one I know that went to jail is the guy that stuck the plunger up the other guy's butt.
0: Yeah, and that was hard enough.
1: And it was multiple people in on that, and he only one of them went to jail.
0: Because we've already proved your cell phone video, that don't mean shit.
1: Don't mean nothing.
0: Your video camera, that shit don't mean nothing. Facebook Live, that don't mean nothing. These juries are telling us, don't believe your lying eyes.
1: Hey, even a even a cop's dashboard cam doesn't mean anything.
0: Oh, and you know what else? Even Here's the ultimate, and I'm so disgusted that my city had to be the city to do this. Even a fucking conviction don't mean nothing. Because one of the few convictions in the entire United States happened in New York City, and as soon as the judge got the sentencing, he basically threw that shit out, didn't he?
1: Yep, he gave him uh, house arrest. No, he gave him parole. No Is jail that, time, parole.
0: Don't get in any more trouble.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, damn, one of the few convictions, and then a judge uses some old obscure law Or rule because he had the the uh, ability to do so. Well, you know what? Oh no, he's a yeah. He kid. shot the
1: guy in the staircase because he was he was nervous. Why was your gun even out?
0: I fear for my life.
1: And was going into a dark, a dark stairwell in the project.
0: Well, you know what? You work in a fucking project and you're police, you might go into some dark stairwells. Yeah, you uh, might. that's what I said last week. You signed
1: up for this job. No one said <coughs> drafted you to become a police officer. You what? took your ass downtown, took the <laughs> test. They called you. You did the training, and then you took the salary, and now you're a cop. So stop fucking complaining. Every time something happened, I was scared for my life.
0: Uh, And you want to know something that should kill this argument? And this is how stupid we are as a society. Because I don't know why or why this just popped in my mind. You got guys in the military, 17, 18-year-olds, in hell of a situation, say in Afghanistan. Motherfucker got an M-16, right? He's Mm -hmm. with a crew of eight people. They're in the dark, in the desert. We know people out there trying to kill him. And let's go all the way back to the beginning of the military. How often did a kid take his weapon and shoot two kids in front of him and say, I hey, it was out of fear. You know, I just I just jumped and killed him. Very rarely, if ever. So why the fuck are cops doing it? People in war don't do it. People in war who are babies, 17, 18-year-olds don't do it. And you can't say it's because of training. Because supposedly the police academies are training these people too, but I guess there's no test for cowardism.
1: Yeah, I don't understand these people, man.
0: You, I mean, we wish that we could put a electro on somebody and, and 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 test their level of bravery and hatred towards others, but you can't do that. We have to trust what you tell us. That's the thing about man. You must trust what he, what he tells you. Now, before we get out of here, Nick,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's going to be pretty interesting next week. The leader of the free world, Agent Orange, is meeting the leader of Russia, supposedly next week. The transcript from that lunatic bin should be quite interesting. Let's hope they don't get together and decide that they just want to take over the world together. They may be.
1: I wonder would this be another meeting behind closed doors?
0: Yes, no cameras. It's a listen. It's not only is it unofficial; they have no agenda. But when a Russian president meets an American president, there's always an agenda. Yeah, but with these two, you know, let's not forget Trumpy Trump already says he doesn't even want really the media at the press conference. He'll tell you what he needs to tell you later on. So, but everybody, I I don't want to forget to say this. Have a healthy, happy, hearty, beautiful fall, people. Be safe. No drinking and driving. Buckle them fucking seatbelts. And don't act like you're JPP. Don't blow your fucking fingers off with the fireworks. Yeah, crazy. Net, wrap us up, brother.
1: As always, folks, all forms of social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and most importantly, our YouTube page. You can find us at Netboy. Hit the subscribe button. We need to see those likes going up. We're not going to shoot each other to get the, subscri- uh, the subscribers, <laughs> but we need to see that number go up. So we hope that you guys enjoyed the show. Find us at YouTube at NetBoyDoc, and subscribe to the show.
0: Okay, it's been real, and we're going to see you guys after the holidays. Uh, give us a shout-out some way or another. It does not make a difference. But I would love for you to subscribe to the page, okay? Well, as I always say, this is Doc on behalf of Netboy Doc and our world. Peace.